It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. On this episode, we have comedian Connor King joining us via Zoom. If you're listening, go check it out on the YouTube page, Paul F. Comedy, youtube.com, youtube.com backslash Paul F. Comedy. Um, check out my website, Paul F. Comedy, for upcoming dates. I don't know what will be happening, but I am scheduled to be at Off the Hook Comedy in Naples, Florida, December 2nd um, and 3rd, I believe. Check it out, paulfcomedy.com. And subscribe, share, tell your friends, give us a review, and check out our sponsors. Let's get into it. By now, you know that I'm a lawyer, right? Everyone does. And uh, I I don't really practice anymore, although I still have a license. Um, But when I need a lawyer, um, and I do often need a lawyer, um, I contact my friend Scott Shapiro. if you're injured uh, on the job or need compensation, you're entitled to payment for more than you know. A lot of times, companies will try to settle with you so you don't get a lawyer because they don't want you to know all the monies you're entitled to. Uh, Scott Shapiro has been uh, helping injured workers for over 20 years. In addition, his firm handles multiple other cases, including uh, personal injury cases and entertainment law issues. He has handled a lot of uh, my entertainment stuff as well as those of uh, guests on the show and listeners. So you need a lawyer. Sure, you can consult me. But uh, if you want a free consultation from the best, uh, don't take any chances. Contact my friend, Scott Shapiro. His number, 312-648- 8800 or check out his website scottshapirolegal.com there are other scott shapiros make sure you call the right one 312-648-8800 or scottshapirolegal.com tell him i sent you and he will be very happy it's time for another edition of singles only podcast my name is paul farvar we are doing this episode by zoom because there is a global pandemic still and It's been hard to get three people in a room. Sadly, there's no voice of reason on this episode either. Um, And I don't know if there's going to be an intro, but if there isn't, please check out our sponsors and also uh, follow us. Subscribe, like, tell your friends, share. But right now, I'm going to bring in our guest. Uh, He's one of my favorite people. Uh, I think we started comedy roughly at the same time, but he was like six years old. He couldn't get into the comedy clubs that uh, or the open mics that I used to run at Merkel's, but... He's been doing comedy forever. Very funny guy, comedian here in Chicago, Connor King. Connor, how you doing? Are you there? Hey. Look at that. <laughs> I did a walk-on from the side of the room. Yeah, that's awesome. That was good. Yeah, felt professional. Also, I love how you corrected yourself. Like, this guy, you know, he wouldn't get into the club. I mean, open mics. You know, you had to, <laughs> you had to immediately downgrade him. Like, wait, I didn't see him at clubs. Well, I thought that I thought that I remember when you were coming to Laugh Factory. I was like, "Wait, can you would, can you even been here?" And you were like, "Yeah, I'm 18." Or you were like, "It's only 18. yeah, yeah." It was the bar shows that I couldn't right. do. Yeah. yeah, you were like you, when I hosted the Merkel's Open Mic, one of the greatest mics in history. In Chicago. <laughs> uh, it looked great from the window outside. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like a fun time. I think we tried to weasel you, and like sometimes you did, you ended up doing it though, right? Like sometimes- yeah, I think I turned 21 right as. Oh, no, actually, it closed, and then you started it. You and Amy Shanker, 
the great Amy Shanker, you guys started at a different location. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, rest in peace, Amy Shanker. She looks dead to yeah, me. No way she listens to this, so that's fine. Uh, but uh, oh, you yeah, the new location. New location. Yeah. Yeah. So I what's remember. going on, man? Yeah. So well, that's it. We've been doing. You've been in forever, uh, and you're single again. Because I know for a while you had a you had a girlfriend, right? I had about a year and a half relationship, 2016, late 2016 to 2018. Okay, so you've been yeah. single for a while now. Yeah, yeah, thank tell us, you. Tell us what it's like being single in your early 20, what are you now, 20, 21 now? No, dude, I'm 26, all right? 26, you, are you serious? I know, doesn't that make you feel old? That makes me feel very old. <laughs> are you really 26? Yeah, I am. Oh my the guy God. who had to hide outside of bar shows. Yeah. Yeah, because you were yeah, you were like eight, 19 or twenty when I met. Nineteen you. when yeah when we met. Wow. I know. Wow. So you're not the youngest we've had on the show for sure. Not at all. No. So you're twenty six. You're like yeah, you're like a has been now. What, what I know. What's it like in this in the single world for you being twenty six now? Well, now in the middle of a pandemic, it's even stranger. You know. No. Cause, uh, cause right now, I mean, I, I go back and forth. Cause like, there's a part of me, like, you know what, maybe I should only do virtual dating, which is like even more awkward than this is right now. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, uh, but, and then like, I'm like, Oh no, maybe we can go on a coffee walk or it's like this weird thing where it's like the people who are more eager to hang out are probably the people you shouldn't be hanging out with. Right. So it's like this weird little zone, but it's like condoms when we're like, you don't have to wear one. You're like, now I, I think I will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you don't want to wear one, but the second someone's like, take it off. You're like, I'm going to put on two. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, well actually kind of what I was doing at the beginning of the pandemic is that there was someone who I was like kind of talking to very casually. And then we ended up just kind of like talking to each other exclusively, purely out of fear. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. like, Kind of like let's have a, a sex bubble you know sure. sex yeah. bubble is right that's sex. I, yeah that makes sense i was in that i was in the uh in the same uh situation that's a good way to go it's like okay you and or not just sex but also just like having someone exactly exactly an emotional lifeline as well but but not a situation you were in would you see it would it have fizzled out if it wasn't for the pandemic did it the did pandemic out once things became more open yeah i think because yep. we all realized we're like okay we're and also i it was like more of a you know there were other issues going on too where you know i have a podcast called singles only which doesn't but contract contractually I can't get into a relationship. <laughs> oh, that must be great to have in the back pocket. <laughs> you know, she's like, what are we? And you're like, well, I'm a podcaster, actually. So I, I can't. Have a, I have an obligation to my sponsors and my my network. <laughs> Your fan base. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's not. It's a big cockbuck. This show is a major cockbuck. Because if I'll match wow. it, you go back and listen to it. And they're like, oh, I, I heard you said this on episode 27. Is that true? I'm like. Oh, what, what answer am I supposed to give here? But yeah, do you tell them about the podcast or do they find out about it? Because I feel like I wouldn't want. I no, I'm open. Listen. I'm not a I'm not a creep like you. I, I'm <laughs> not, look, I'm not saying you like never <laughs> tell them about it, but like, do you no, do you open? I used I used the I used the dating apps as a way to promote the podcast for a while too. Oh like, yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> yeah, purely like, to promote. Yeah. No, I mean, it, I was like, hey. If you don't like me, you might like my podcast. Go check it out. And then you're like, yeah, I don't like you. You, you and I don't match. 
but yeah. But anyway, let's not talk about me. Let's get back to you. So you had the sex bubble, and then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened? The quarantine uh, hookup. Uh, well, like you were saying, like very much like your situation. Like once uh, everything kind of opened up, and you kind of realized that it was very circumstantial. You know, like uh, you know, it, it, you you just kind of realized like I really like this person, but I don't. I don't think I. You know, it's the classic ultimatum. It's like, well, at this point of the road, it can only go two directions, and you're just not looking for a relationship, and you realize it was very circumstantial. You know, as cool as the person is. Do you think that being in a pandemic and like not having our shows like we had has that made you reevaluate not just your life but the way you look at relationships? Like, oh, geez, we're getting really existential yeah, real fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, did it make you think about what you're doing this, with your life? This is an open <laughs> mic podcast, Connor. This is the real deal. You know? All right, this isn't the Merkels of a podcast. Yeah. This, this is, is the comedy bar. The world's famous singles only podcast. Yeah, the world famous. Yeah, that's that's a reference to used to be if you went on Google Maps to look for the Laugh Factory in Chicago, you would have to type in the world famous Laugh Factory for it to pop up. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I thought that's what you were referencing. No. Whenever no. I would go to Google Laugh Factory, it's like, did you mean the world famous Laugh Factory Chicago? Oh no, I didn't know that. And I'm like. Didn't it just open like two years ago? <laughs> like, what are you, the world famous Laugh Factory Chicago? No, no, I just the world famous singles only. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. A little tangent. Uh, but um, sorry, what did you, what did, did you ask? Evaluate, did it change the way you're looking at like your outlook on whether you oh, want yeah. a relationship or you're like, I'm going to be, my, my relationship is with comedy or whatever. Well, I feel like there's always that like constant out that comedians always have, like when they're very non-committal, which I, I very much am. Like I, and yeah. I, and I, again, like you know, to delve even deeper, I think that's a sign of someone's own insecurity when they're like afraid of commitment. It's because you know they don't feel security within themselves. So how can they get it externally? And so since I'm already pretty non-committal, and then with like the pandemic happening, and needing to like have someone around you start to realize like oh gosh now I understand relationships you know yeah. now I understand the like not only the appeal but the necessity of them where it's like you kind of need some stability in your life and especially when in the middle of chaos of a pandemic and what you know you're pursuing goes away the stability of having someone to talk to is super important and I think that's what made me realize I kind of, it's, I kind of was using a rela relationship as a way to kind of uh, compensate for not having uh, substantial friendships. Yeah. You know, because I feel like that concrete relationship with another person, it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic. But you've, but you have roommates, right? Like you guys have a relationship that are friends, like you're, you live with other comedians, so I do. I do yeah. live with other comedians, yeah. Uh, so, but I'm I'm a very closed off person when it comes to like live with me. Like I'll like hang out with people, but I I'm quickly like the guy who's like retreating to his room and stuff like that. Like I I, sh I don't know what it, I didn't have a lot of like friends growing up, so I don't have a lot of like uh, social skills in terms of being able to like open up and connect. Are you an only child? I'm not. I'm the youngest of. Uh, of three, I'm the baby, and two older sisters. Okay. So they wanted nothing to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> what age demographic? What's the closest you are with your sisters? So? so there's one that's ten years older. 
Okay. You know, technically my half sister, but you know, when someone's there when you're born, right? That's your sister. Uh, but but she was already out of the house by the time I was like seven or eight, right? And then Caitlin is two years older than me, okay. so I'm a little closer to her. They all have kids now, and we're super close. But uh, I just that the for some reason it's not you my... didn't have like guy. You were were you kind of like a loner too, or like or did you? Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't, uh, I didn't um, really like have any substantial friend group until maybe middle school. Okay. So so I just don't think that's in like my base energy to like to kind of like confide in people like that. And that's something I think I've had to try to like teach myself and still try to get better at, and especially you, with the pandemic. And are your parents or separated or separated or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They separated when I was six. Uh, I'm sorry, did I log on to BetterHelp? I, I feel like <laughs> this is like, I've heard this conversation before. <laughs> I'm getting deja vu. No, we're just trying to get to, get to your psyche here. We don't, we don't have a lot of time. So uh, am I going to like hang up with you and call my dad after <laughs> and be like, you. Was, I forgive you. I, you were doing the best you could. <laughs> I'm trying to do the, I'm trying to do what the voices of reasons like Jeannie Dugan or Maggie or Patty would ask because I'm going to get into the, the shit. That oh, because Patty Vasquez is usually the co-host, right? So we have uh, we have Voices of Reason, which is Maggie DiPaolo, Patty Vasquez, and before that was Jeannie Dugan. Um, and gotcha. Then that's to make sure it doesn't become broy where we don't we just start talking about dating and like oh, we don't need. Oh, you know how it is, dude. You fuck yeah. them, tag them, and bag them. <laughs> <laughs> like so, that's why I get that stuff out of the way, and then now we can talk about the real shit. No, I'm just talking with you. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you um do you think you want to get married and have kids? Is that something you picture yourself now at twenty six? Right, like it's definitely something you always picture, but you don't actually like it's. But there's also part of it that doesn't actually think it's gonna happen. You don't know how much the desires. Because I'm like I'm five times an uncle, right? And I and I love my nieces and nephew. So awesome to be an uncle. It's dude. It's the best. It's like it's like being friends with somebody with a boat. You know, <laughs> you don't have any of the responsibility exactly, and you just get the, that's a great analogy. Yeah. I love hanging out with them, but then I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna go check my Instagram and I'm not gonna come back. Honestly, you're just there for playtime and then you're gone. What's really cool, another tangent is just that like now, because they're also adept as uh, smartphones, like I just like will get in the middle of the day, I'll get like a video call with like my nephew will video call me and my niece, and then like their sisters will join in and then like I can just be talking to the five of them you know just at any point of the day which is crazy because you know how it is like living away from your family you only uh, 20 years ago they would only know my presence two times a year you know what I mean when I would visit for the holidays but now like they can get acquainted to you it's not the same but it's definitely like they just recognize you more right. yeah and that's and that's Beautiful. That's how Facebook and everything too, like back in the day before all that stuff, I'm old enough to remember where you wouldn't know what people were doing. Like you're not your close friends, but like acquaintances and like high school reunions meant, holy shit, I'm going to see what someone's doing for the first time in 10 years. Whereas now it's like, oh yeah, this is that idiot who thinks yeah. the 911's an inside job or whatever. I know you've seen the bride before the wedding. There's yeah. no mistake to it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like, I'm like, oh, I've already seen you guys have mental breakdown in group chats. Like, I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need to group chats that like were in my message requests for like weeks and I didn't even know about, you know. Do you, do your sisters or your parents tell you like, don't get married 
or are they like all all about it? My parents are pretty chill in that department. I think what's the benefit of being the youngest is that there's no pressure on me. Like my there my mom's they grandmother they already have grandkids. They got the fleet. So it's very much like yeah, if you do your thing, there's no pressure on me. Honestly, I don't think it's expected at all given my responsibility track record. You know, I think they're like, yeah. But so that's like, it, I mean, it's like, it kind of is, is just, you know, I'm, I'm very um, privileged for it to just kind of be uh, what, I, uh, what I'm comfortable with in that way because they've already got so many grandkids. But in terms of where do I see myself doing it, I don't know if it's just like, carrot imaginary carrot on the stick but you like to think like yeah you know once i get it all together you know oh, once i get it all together like there's going to be this period of your life where you're like yep i'm all together and yeah. so who knows if it's something you really planned or it just it's just going to be like just happens i don't know but but like but, uh, so when i was your age i was like i had a plan i'm like i'm gonna get married i'm gonna have kids i'm gonna move to the suburbs but as i got older i saw that like I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I wanted to have kids. And then, I, and then my friends who are married are like, if you don't want to have kids, there's no reason to get married. <laughs> are these your friends with kids who are saying this? Friends who, are, who had kids or friends who got married later in life. Like I, when I was younger and, I, and I've unearthed some like stuff that I wrote when I was in my 20, early 20s, like I did not picture any of this shit. Like I didn't think I was going to do comedy. Like I, I thought I was going to be a musician. I thought I was going to do law. I thought I was going to go into politics, but like, this wasn't on my radar until I was in my thirties. Wow. But at the same time, I don't think I would have ever pursued this like path. If I was married with kids, I would have been like, you know, I'm going to get a close off that part of your brain. Yeah, I would have just found something else to make me happy. I would have gone into more drugs and maybe, <laughs> like, a escape. like my friends who are married, their hobbies are like gambling or like, they get a boat or they do something weird. Like to me. Yeah. Hookers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's hookers too, or like strippers, but, um, but yeah, like I don't need that. Cause now I have my, my job is my, what I enjoy. Escape. Yeah. yeah. Like you're, you've kind of like fueled like your career path and your escapism right. into one cohesive mold. Yeah. Yeah. At the world's famous singles only podcast. Like what <laughs> <are> the- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Your reason to never have kids. Like, I can't have kids. I got this podcast. It was only, it just wouldn't be brand loyal. Not brand, but can't do do it on brand. Do you think for you, uh, the whole, uh, like, having a plan, do you think it's more of a generational thing? Because your generation was more like, you know, it wasn't as antiquated as, like, you know, you got to have a house by your time you're 25, but there was still the expectation to have the plan, the 30 and the 35. Yeah, Gen X, Gen X, and, and, you know, that was something that people had like this game plan. And then after us, you guys started being like, well, you know, we don't need to, we don't, people like your age don't need ownership. They don't care about owning a car right. or like, that's not a status symbol. You guys are more about experiences, which is great, which is what I kind of embrace too. Like you, a lot of people in their early thirties, late twenties, they like experiences and stuff. They, they save their money to go a month away to Mexico or whatever, or Vietnam. And uh, if you're that kind of person where you're in for the experience, I would think that you would want to be in a situation where you're not getting married and having kids until later in life. And keep your options open. Yeah, right. To do things that you being selfish in a way, like what your experiences are that you want to do. Now, you could do it with somebody else. It'd be cool to be in like, I don't know, Mexico or wherever the hell you go 
with somebody, but like speaking as someone that does the road by myself, I, I love like doing what I want when I wake up. I don't have to go to some museum that I would never mm-hmm. fucking want to go to, but there's, <laughs> there's a, there's a plus to that, but there's a lot of sadness too. lonely nights where you're yeah. like, Oh, I'm going to watch, uh, I'm going to watch uh, Chicago PD on TNT tonight again well, to, to me I, I feel the same way because like but to me it's always the anticipation of being alone is a lot better than actually being it because like when I'm like working through the day and I'm like oh but tonight I'm gonna you know I'm just gonna like get high and play video games or something and you're excited all day and then the second you finally sit down you're like man I'm so lonely right now <laughs> you know what I mean yeah it's always good in design less in execution absolutely like I I looked forward I had so much on my plate today and I was like okay I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this, but I can't wait till like I have my own downtime to like, write. I'm going to write. I have this idea. And then I'm like, I don't end up doing that. I end up like being like, Oh man, let me go on hinge or whatever. Yeah. Some yeah. I'm like, well, I'm writing these messages. So like I'm <laughs> developing some repertoire, you know, oh, yeah. well, <laughs> this might be a bit one day. So this kind of counts as research. Yeah. Well, I was doing Facebook marketplace cause I was selling all this shit to clean out. We're cleaning out my parents' house for the move in my office that I had to close. And I used to write copy, like funny copy on there. And I'd be like, well, this counts as writing because I'm writing funny shit. Yeah, you're, you're, you're strengthening a muscle in your yeah. brain. Yeah. So, but do you, um, have you, have you, well, first of all, I know for a fact, I ask this to people, but I know you meet women at shows because uh-huh. you have a show. I've seen the women that come to your shows and they're there <laughs> to see you. Like, are you in? No, that's not true. No one's there to see me. They're coming because of you. Maybe not because of your comedy, but because of you. <laughs> no, no, no. You're making it sound like literally like the, like the Beatles or something. Maybe like one person who not like had your comedy. It's kind of a backhanded compliment. They're like, oh. Oh, I didn't even get not- that sub tweet. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I saw his funny promotion on online. No, like I've definitely like invited girls to shows and stuff, but I don't think there's anyone who removed from me inviting them has ever just shown up be like, is God here? You know. You've, you've had you've met women at shows. Oh Absolutely. yes, yes. That that thing. Yeah. I, I wasn't disputing that. I was disputing the thing where people were coming to shows yeah, yeah, yeah. To, at the at the small chance of meeting me. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> there's women that come to shows because you invited them and uh and uh well first of all are you still doing because i did this when i was younger i would invite girls to shows to watch me and then go out with them are you still doing that oh yeah absolutely i think there's such a like a this like wave of you haven't met before not the ones that i'm talking about oh yeah even like a first date and it might sound completely psycho to other people and in depth it is it is but but like but what's but there's this because I always feel in the back of my head when I tell someone I do comedy that they're like, but are you funny? Like, are you good? And you don't want to tell a joke. So if there's like this situation where they can see you be the center of attention and they know that you're good at it, it like takes the pressure off when you're in conversation because you don't feel like they're like having this like back of their head thought of like, what if this guy sucks at this thing yeah. he says he does? And like, I know girls who like I've like met on apps who will say that they, um, that they've like, are like, oh yeah, I've been out with a comedian before, and they were they 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 were not funny at all. Like they yeah, were where horrendous. Did they, where did you see him at the at the two and a half Persians open mic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His name was Paul Favar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't uh, think. But I don't think we are our age. 
I don't know. That's not what I've heard about you, Paul, but okay. The younger days are over for me. Yeah, that was like weeks ago. Uh, but <laughs> sure, sure. But okay, so they, they've gone out and you're like, okay, well, I'm not, you know, that comic. I'm funny. Come see me. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, that's that's subjective, but at least like you have a good show in front of them and you feel press relief, you know, because you just, I don't know, you just like feel like you don't have to prove yourself. And that's such a, that's such like a funk of first dates, which is the part of the fun of it, which is like, you know, you know, you're on your best behavior and you want to like, you know, prove yourself. But I feel like if someone sees me perform, then I can kind of just like, all right, like, I don't have to convince you of that. Now we can just kind of connect more so yeah i don't know that makes sense because yeah people are always like are you funny it's like okay now you know that what i do for work i am funny i'm good at what i do let's just yeah like you said connect on a different level and mm -hmm. i don't have to be on anymore right you don't have to be on exactly. well i mean yeah i mean you you kind of still are trying to be on but at least you like i don't know at least you have a little more leeway there's a difference between being on like being in a good conversation but there's those kind of people that right after a show, they're still like trying to be funny. And you're like, dude, we just, we already fucking perform. Let's just. Oh yeah. That's, that's exhausting. Me. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I've, I've definitely been the guy like before shows, like in a green room, trying to be the funniest person in the yeah. room. And Oh, I just cringe thinking about it. Like, yeah. Like I've got, I've gotten told multiple times by someone disinterested in me, save it for the stage. Oh. <laughs> I'm like 20 years old, like, oh, well, what are you gonna do? You know, and they're just like, dude, you gotta calm down. Have you, um, what is your thoughts on dating other comedians? Are you pro, have you done it? Are you against it? What's your thing? Definitely have done it. I think it's like, I mean, I get how, you know, it can like, it sound incestuous, but, it also just, it's feels very like, a, I don't know, practical sounds like a, like a cult, like a medical term or something like that. But it just feels very like, um, feels, feels very obvious that it could happen. It's like people who, oh, who date in the workplace. But you're not supposed to shit where you work. Yeah. And, and when, and like, when I like talk to people who are like, oh no, I like have a rule. I don't do that. Like, you know, That's not even someone who I'm interested in. And I'm like, I respect that. Like you have self-control but it's just just something where it's like there's it's something you are doing with all of your free time so you're always there and it's someone who like you have respect for and you're attracted to them on a creative level as well like i don't know it it to me kind of just like kind of makes sense but it also is such obviously a uh a bad thing to do yeah. as well and have you been and in the situations you've been in has it ended where you've been like yeah i'm not doing that again or you're you're in a good place with that person oh i have i have entered some rooms awkwardly many times yeah. in my life yeah i'm not talking about just like hooking up with other comedians i mean like you where you've dated for over a period of time and it's come out on the other end where you're like oh i can't do this show anymore because becky's on it or whatever um wow, wow you didn't have to use your name uh that's, <laughs> that was like made up name oh no not that becky saprone oh my gosh i didn't know you knew about her um she's on the podcast but who becky robinson she's a comic in la but oh okay um no i actually i think i think it's only ever been hookups i can't think of a okay. comedian who i've actually like, dated for a while 
Yeah, hookups is a little different, but it's still it shouldn't be done. But yeah. it's still it's still bad practice. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like the mutual attraction thing. You just you get it because you both like. It's like it's it's makes sense of like why wouldn't you be attracted who you, to someone who you share almost exact same right. interest in? But there's other there's other like comedy adjacent people like you could date producers or improv people or musicians or other creators. I dated an improviser. That was a year and a half relationship. Okay, and how and that ended okay? No, 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 no. <laughs> I have I I cannot no. I have a terrible track record with with like. I'm just really bad, even like outside of the relationship, just with like hookups as well. Like I will make somebody break up with me. Like, cause I don't have the courage to do it myself. Yeah, that's, I'm a big, I'm the forced breakup is my, is. Oh, I am such a coward when it comes yeah. to that. It's cause like my need to be liked fights against my need to uh, express myself sometimes. Yeah. So like, you, like you're like. What's your go-to to break? Force, you said you just become unbearable or you just like uh no because i mean i'm unbearable in the relationship so there's nothing different yeah. about that what are you yeah. doing differently that where they just say i can't deal this, with this anymore i like go like oh I, I think i need a break or something like you know i'm like one of those people who like i say i need a break because i'm too much of a coward to say i need to break like i want to break oh. up or something and then i'll just like and then <laughs> and then they'll be, be like you are like clearly just like fucking with me like i I'm going to be an independent person and a smart person and end this. And I'm like, you're stronger than I am. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're smarter like, yeah, than that's I That's what you want. I think. You <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. What? Is that what you think? Yeah, no, but, yeah. but like, even outside, I'm, I'm talking even outside of that relationship. Cause, uh, cause there's plenty of times where, and this is actually with the quarantine uh, person I was seeing uh, the sex bubble, uh, if you will, at, where it's like, it's like, I always like, just like I want to be very casual with someone, and and eventually, you'll get that ultimatum. You know what I mean? Of yeah. like, like where is this going or something like that? And then I'll just be like, oh, I don't know. And then they're like, okay, well, I'm ending this because yeah. like I can tell. And so, and again, I think that counts as a forced breakup as well. Yeah, I mean, that's now I kind of just assume. I'm like, I always tell people up front. I'm like, this is probably not going to go anywhere, but it's going to be fun, and we'll grow as people. That's the way to. I gotta up. have the yeah. I gotta have the courage to do that. Put it Fucking. on your profile. Put it up. Be like, hey, I'm undated. There's also like the part of me who like likes to think they're romantic and like thinks yeah. that. But but who knows? You know, maybe maybe you <laughs> know. <won't> change me. <laughs> oh God, I know it's such a piece of shit. Uh, What's the lo- is one and a half years the longest relationship you've been in? That's the only adult relationship I've been in. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you've only been adult for. Yeah, for seven, seven, eight years. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the only one. And and are you meeting post quarantine or during quarantine or before quarantine? Are you meeting people on dating apps predominantly, or real life, or both? So predominantly, I would say dating apps. Uh, people you meet after shows who like approach you, uh, and DMs. People who DM you. Instagram is the way to go. Yeah. I think Instagram is the biggest dating app out of all of them. Absolutely. You're not the first yeah. person to say that on the podcast. It's, oh, I, I don't think there's anything novel about it. After yeah. a show, you see like all these people that follow you and you're like, you're like, oh, I, they're all, if they're private settings, I'm like, I'm not following them. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to hit a button first, you know. They're like private. That means I'm a very public person. They're going to be so weirded out 
by like all the shit that I do. Oh, that's actually really smart. Yeah. Or they'll be you're like, like, if you don't want your profile public, then you're not going to want a public person. Yeah. Like I'm, I've, I've videotaped, I've, I've got a, this is a fucking podcast where I openly talk about like your friends are going to be like, the guy that you went out with just talked about his herpes scare on. Yeah. 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 Not scare. Go yeah. yeah. Flare scare. But, but I think that's a, that's an interesting perspective because I would almost view it as like, Oh, that's refreshing. Cause I'm someone who's very public and it, yeah. it would kind of be even cooler to be with someone who's that's like private. Are you, are there things that you've learned about yourself in these apps where you're dating or Instagram or in real life where you're like, I can't date a person like this anymore. Like, are there like, You've learned that I can't do this anymore. Like when I was your age, there was no limitation. If a girl was attracted to me, I'd be like, yeah, I agree with you. Like I, 9-11 was an inside job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Sarah said that. Oh, she's a bitch. I agree. Like anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even Sarah's your best friend and you're yeah. just throw her right under the bus. Yeah. I'd be like, whoever you say, like, I'd agree with everything. Definitely. Like, I, I, level. I, I definitely think that's like something I'm still trying to get better about. I think it's because of like, because uh, when you have low self-esteem, if anyone gives you attention and, and makes you feel worth, you're like, yeah, uh, immediate. <laughs> I agree with you. Like yeah. something I've had to start practicing is how to reject people. And not even just in that way, but in all aspects. And again, it's, it's, it ties back in to like not being able to break up with someone because like you want to be liked so bad. So if someone's giving you approval, you're like, yeah, yeah, more, more, more. more. Right. Even if like outside of the approval, you don't have any connection with this person and you don't actually like them at all. But, but like just my need to be liked outweighs that. So if someone's like interested in me, I just, yeah. yeah. And then I, and then I meet guys with like, you know, or, or guys, girls with, I meet people with like standards and high self-esteem and they're like, no, I don't just like sleep with anyone who likes me. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, it takes a while. It, and, and believe me, it, up until maybe like three years ago my dick ran my life but now it's like it's much more like i'm like all right oh she she used the n-word i can't go out with her but but <laughs> I, I should say 9-11 is an inside job i keep saying that because there are people that still believe it that have, have honestly that's not even like the worst of the conspiracy yeah i was just saying believe anymore like, the worst stuff that i'm talking about is like people that say like you know they'll say something racist and you're like when i was 25 like ah you know that's all right she's gonna touch it later i'm okay with it but like yeah. now you're like ah oh, fuck like you get so disappointed when someone's yeah. like super attractive and like you like them but then you see like they're spreading like crazy rumors on, on theories yeah. yeah like yeah they're in queue they're at a trump rally and you're like what the fuck like is wrong with you like you need to I and mean, and not, stuff like that, you know, it's just, it's whatever is it's, but right. Like, but it's like, it's, out. that's the thing with like people's beliefs and stuff like that. It's, it's, it kind of almost feels like so separated from their personality. Cause I feel like that's like this like other layer of people, like th they're like core beliefs that it kind of, I don't know. It feels almost disconnected because you can be talking to someone and they seem completely normal and they probably are, but they just, because of their upbringing, because something like that, they just have different core beliefs and right. it, it, and it doesn't come out until you go into those subjects. Yeah. That's what it's, it's kind of hard to like, and that's, as you get older, you differentiate that and you're like, fuck, like I can't, you're like, you just don't even, you're like mentally, your penis won't let you do it when you're your age. 
like, wow, she's still hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Still there. You'll get better. Is there anything that you won't, like, you have learned about yourself or you're like, I can't date a girl that does this or, like, anything? That... Uh, date? Dating or, like, you're like, I can't. I know if this woman, like, what about women who have regular nine to five jobs? Is that something that you can do with your schedule? Definitely, or- definitely. Because, like, even if you're, like, trying to be out every night, uh, I still, I still think you're, cause like, I still think you're able to make it work with someone who works. Around. Cause honestly, like, uh, if you're out every night, you're kind of only seeing someone on the weekend anyway. Yeah. You know, so That's that kind of lines up with nine to five schedule. Cause they'd be willing to come to a show on a weekend or you can hang out during the day. Have you had any dates where you're like, the minute you get in there, you're like, oh, this is. This oh yeah what was the last and, and, and like you both know it yeah but like you're like i i want to have a meal like and but you just like there's like that mutual understanding of like this, get out of this. yeah because i'm like i i can be such a try hard on dates too so like i'm like it, so like when when it's not there i'll still be trying to like try hard. You know, like- i'll be still trying to throw a connect and they're just like oh you know i'm just like lobbing things at them and they're like no this is this is terrible What's the worst? Give us an example of a bad day where you're just like something happened anytime recently or before COVID. Or yeah, I mean it's always oh, it's a fucking haze, man. I don't even remember <laughs> what it's like to get sushi anymore. Yeah, that's true. It's all like meshing together. What yeah. about after a show? Have you had like any crazy situations or people that were like kind of scared that scared you in the dating world? Oh yeah. What definitely happened? definitely I've 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 gotten a, a stalker from a show before. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like someone who like straight up like they like saw me perform, they followed me and they, yeah, and they like f- found out like my uh, address and stuff and like did you or no? Want, did you ever go out? No, no. Okay. No, and they like left like notes in my like in my um mailbox and stuff. But I guess it's not really a dating story. That's more yeah. of an after show. It's uh yeah, it's not healthy. Sorry, maybe not the right podcast. I'm doing a true crime podcast after this. Maybe after the therapy one later, but no. Yeah. Um, any dating stories where you've had a situation where you're like, oh, this is not what I thought. Nothing. No, not really. I mean, like you said, low I mean, standards. It happened to you. There's a, that she's going to be on the episode. She's like, oh, absolutely. Like right. there are probably like four, yeah, at least 40 people who have stories about like this guy was just horrendous and he kept talking about his comedy and I saw he wasn't funny you know <laughs> he wasn't good uh, I doubt it you're very funny Connor I, I I've always been rooting for you I mean privately I anytime uh, yeah yeah you talk mad shit whatever my name mad comes shit up about this I'm like that guy yeah you should not be doing that Joe we'll book him no I'm just kidding you're fucking hilarious Connor where can people find out more about you and, and hit you in the dms uh yeah best found on instagram uh my handle actually on all platforms my handle is the same thing at connor king me uh so c-o-n-n-o-r-k-n-g-m-e awesome well connor that was fun i'm glad you found we've been trying to get you on here for a while but you were being too too strict on your sex bubble yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly i'm not like people in yeah yeah and uh dude this is this is a lot of fun How, how how long have you been doing this for now uh four or five years now i think we're on episode 220 something so wow all right i'm on the landmark episode you can take over when i when i get married if i get married (laughs) connor you can you can be the new uh singles only host the world yep singles only 
But you would hold on to this podcast so you wouldn't have to get married. You're like, oh, sorry, oh, babe. Yeah. Singles well, only. Yeah. Someone's going to grab me at some point. One, one, of these, one of these days. Yeah. God willing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Save me from this podcast bubble. All right, Connor. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Tell your friends. God bless. And Before I succumbed to the pressures of getting Netflix and Hulu, I was an avid reader. I still am, but I'm behind on my books. I used to read a bunch of books, mostly memoirs, biographies, uh, nonfiction stuff. And uh, as you all know, one of my favorite books is uh, Perfect Pain by Param Parastran, a good friend of mine. Uh, it's an awesome memoir about, and it's a true story, um, about how he fled Iran as a child and uh, lived up this perfect life that we all uh, are sold um, as a multimillionaire uh, successful businessman. But he had an underlying pain and issues that he had not resolved, and this is what he did on his journey. It's an amazing book. Um, I, I can't tell you how awesome it is. If you haven't read it already, I strongly recommend it. And and I still have some free books to give away too. So for you listeners, subscribers, if you give us a five-star review, I will send you a free book. I've got about seven left right now. Um, and uh, it's, it's a great book, perfectpain.com, available on Amazon. It has been discounted uh, because he wants to get rid of his batch of books. Perfectpain.com or go to Amazon, get the book. And if you've read the book already, give him a review too. Um, we want to give him the far of our bump. Um, perfectpain.com by Param Parastron, um, or message me and I can maybe send you a book for the right price for free. No, I'm just kidding. Perfectpain.com. I'm still standing